Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Best friends forever. Fantasy best friends forever. Hour number two, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Greg Sussman, Greg Stanfield. And that is The Closer, Chris Venture. What's up, Chris? What's up, guys? How you doing? It's your boy, The Closer, Chris Venture here. How's everybody doing today? Nice day. Summer's here. Almost. Almost. We're, we're actually getting more spring weather, which I appreciate, Venture, because it feels like we don't really have, have seasons spring. anymore yeah, here yeah. in New York City. Like, on Monday, it was 80, and it felt like it was summer already. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was just complaining a few weeks ago that it was, like, 50 and raining. <laughs> now I'm going to start complaining that it's too hot. So, I'm just I- never happy. But today's weather, I like yeah. 70 degrees. I like 70 all the nice. time, like San Diego that weather. That would be perfect. 70, all 70 the time. to 75. Mm-hmm. With That's a warm perfect. breeze. But I won't complain if it's too hot. If I'm sweating, it's all right. Well, you know, I've always said that I like be. the heat more yeah. because I think it's easier to cool down than it is to warm up. Yeah. And when you walk into your house, you can just strip down and like turn on your air conditioner. I know people... It takes a little bit... Longer to, to warm up, to heat up. It's true, and I agree with that, but I know people that say, oh, I don't like to sweat because you can't reverse the sweat. Once it gets on you, you're sticky, and you got to go home and shower. That's true, too. I, I mean, especially in New York. Like, the weather in New York, the heat humid. in New York yeah. is much different than heat other places. Mm-hmm. It's so humid. It's so sticky. It seems like the past couple of years, it might even be more, like, humid and sticky than yeah. like ever before. Like we're in Florida or something. Yeah, right? I don't know what the heck's going on, but, you know, like... When I went to Vegas, or I visited uh, one of my buddies in Arizona years ago, mm-hmm. the wet, I mean, the heat there is just different. It's like dry, dry heat. Yeah. So it's not humid, and it's, you could breathe better. Yeah. Like Las Vegas, it's 110 degrees, but like, you can actually breathe. Yeah. And if here, it's like hard to breathe. If you're in the shade, it's like completely different. It's like actually a little cool, even in 100 degrees. Yeah. Weather, so I went, yeah, so yesterday I, I walked to, um, to a print shop across the street. And I was just standing in the shade for a moment. I was on the phone. It was cold. Yeah. It was legit cold. Yeah. You ever been to Vegas, Greg? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when I went to Vegas, dude, it was so hot. It was like 110 degrees. Mm-hmm. Like, my shoes were sticking to the pavement, <laughs> like the tar in the streets. That's why it's, it's not it's actually insane. black over there. The, the street is actually, like, gray. It's not black. Like, yeah. It doesn't look black. But there know? were some streets that, like, you, you walked across the street, whatever, and the tar, like, your shoes yeah. would stick a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because that's how hot it was. It's crazy. Insane. But it's dry. You're not really sweating. But it's good today. Mm-hmm. 20 degrees. Good day. It's, it's nice out here. Greg, I did want to mention, you know, we were talking about Chris Archer dealing with the, the thumb injury, and Robert Diggs in the chat, longtime listener, watcher. I can't believe you're actually vindicating this, this by reading it out loud. Is, uh, well, I, thought it was, I thought it was funny. I thought it was it's pretty happening. awesome, actually. He, uh, he wrote in the chat, I hurt my thumb batting in softball last night, and it was affecting my pitches. As a softball player, 
Wait, is this fast pitch softball? I don't know how softball? it wouldn't hurt an MLB player. It's probably just underhand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, but... It's very important but, to know if this is fast pitch but, or not. But if that's why <laughs> it, it's even more relevant, Greg, because if it's a soft toss and it's affecting your pitching yeah. soft toss, imagine being a Major League Baseball player and you have a thumb injury. Mm-hmm. Like, of course it's going to affect your performance. Yeah, you're right. So this shout is out why, to Robert Diggs for the story there. This is probably why pitchers get hurt way more than uh, than often. Be, There's way so many more things than, that can go wrong, Chris. It's right. like it, it could be a, a finger, it could be a shoulder, Leg. it could be a tendon, it could be an elbow, it could be your I core. Mean, so many different things that could go wrong for a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Your core, your legs are important. That's your power. You know your torque, which is your core. So when you turn, if you got something, I've had I've had pain in like my side, my hip, pitching once, and I couldn't pitch. I had a little pain on my side. Every time I pitched, it got worse and worse. Like, littlest thing could aggravate you and affect your pitching badly. So, this is why a lot of them get hurt. You own Chris Archer anywhere? We just had a very spirited discussion about dropping him. Yeah, um, I don't. And I almost traded for him, but I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> I'm, you I'm offered, sure like, you are. <laughs> you offered Chris Paddock and, and Tommy Pham for Chris Imagine. Archer. Imagine. Oh, my goodness. Chris. Bad trade. <laughs> it's a bad trade. Oh. This is what you got to do. Oh, you got to overpay. Some uh, of the best trades you make are the ones you don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know if I drop him though. Would you drop him for Tyler Malley? That's that's basically the cutoff we got to. And I said I would do it. You, Tyler Malley has like a sub three. You five say it. Rate. You say it. Would you actually pull do the it? trigger? Would you yeah. actually be able to pull the trigger? Like it would be tough. I, I understand. Tough. I understand. It would be tough, Greg. Because you think, but if he was the worst pitcher on my team, I think like I, so, I think I would hate drop him. So like, if I had him in my lineup, I would be so pissed off. Last night, I was just like, I was looking through two starters. I'm gonna drop Spencer Turnbull. For so the I'm first gonna read you. I find I, I was I was about to hate drop him. Greg. So I'm gonna read you my pitchers yes. on my team, and I could do this on. Okay. There's only one other guy that I could drop for him, for Tyler Malley. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, you guys mm-hmm. totally correct me. Ready? Zach Wheeler. No. Frankie Montas. No. No. Greg Holland, Shane Green, Felipe Vasquez, Kirby Yates. No. They're all no, closers. Yeah, closers. Pretty, yeah, pretty good relievers. Yeah, they worked out well. Zach Eflin. We're going to get to him in a few moments. Thought about Zach Eflin, we're huh? Getting, we're getting warmer, Greg. Well, I want to see what else you got. We're definitely getting warmer. We're yeah, getting warmer. we're getting warmer. All right. Blake Snell. Oh, yeah, definitely drop him. <laughs> John Lester. No. Can't drop John Lester. Oh no, no, I'm saying well, no. You, no, I wouldn't. It drop was him. more of a no. <laughs> he's still, you know, he's still John Lester. Lucas Giolito. Uh, no, no, no. Aaron Sanchez. Got some pretty good yes. pitchers. There's, there's the one I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was it, right? Probably yeah. Sanchez. It's Aaron Sanchez or Chris Archer. Yeah, I, I would drop Sanchez. I would drop Sanchez over Archer. As much as I liked Aaron Sanchez coming into the year, I mean, we're just dealing with another disaster here. His walks per nine are 5.1. He's right up so there with Chris Archer. He's dealing with another but Archer has a, issue. Starting today against Boston. Archer has a much better pedigree. He is, Aaron Sanchez has a 3.88 ERA, a 1.51 whip. Yeah, the like whip that is whip terrible. That whip screams out that his ERA is about Aaron Sanchez on my bench today against Boston. And Greggy. You know, you're the guy who will start anybody in a head-to-head categories league in a daily league. I just can't not you can't do it. I can't stomach Aaron Sanchez against Boston. No, nope. I, I would I would be more prone to dropping Aaron him for Chris Archer. I agree. I'm waiting to the start tonight. See how it goes before. So, I, sure. If I had a good pitching team, like like if you have a good pitching team like that, where you, Archer's you like, probably just wait on him. You probably just wait. That's what I'm. That's like, my move. If you put together moment. a start or two, then I, I would look into trading him. I agree. Someone might buy that. I agree. Yeah. So on a team like that, I mean, you could afford to wait on him, right? But I'm, but I'm not putting him in my lineup. That's 
I'm benching him. Yeah, yeah. Even in a daily league, I'm benching him right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you, who's the next starting? If all your starters, I got to see something from Archer again before I put him back in my. Yeah, league. I wouldn't put him oh in. Oh my god, it's against the Dodgers. Don't put him in. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> but you keep him on your bench if you have a great there, starting great. team. All your starters are good. All your closers are good. And he's yeah. like your worst pitcher on your team. I just hold him there. Fair enough. Good point. On the other side of Chris Archer last night, coming back into the game, Herman Marquez went eight innings, allowed three hits, struck out seven, one walk. I believe I saw on Twitter, and I don't have it in front of me, that his ERA like away from Coors Field this year is like two. Ridiculous. He's like two. And his ERA at Coors Field this year is like six. <laughs> this issue with Herman right Marquez. Here, Greg. It's yeah. 2.08. On that's, the road, it's like five point three four at home. All right, a little less than six. Wow. But this, we we, we know. Knew yeah, you called. We all this. knew. We all knew this. We all knew this was going to. You be have to have for Chris Archer. What you really have to have. I don't know if patience is the right word, but the ability to bench him in every home start and start him in every away start. That's well, it. Well, I, I don't you know if I bench him. in your road starts, you legitimately have like a top fifteen starting. You have to be able to that's do that. What you have. You and, have to do that. And when he's. This is how crazy it is when it comes to Colorado Rockies starting pitchers. And everyone before the season, we love her man, Marquez. Oh, oh Kyle Freeland. Uh, Marquez is still out. great. I, I mean, know, he's, <laughs> good. he's good. He's good. But do you love him to the point where you start you're okay week? having a pitcher like this? Because when he's at home, he's like outside the top 50 starting pitchers. And when he's, I don't know about when that. When he's Dude, on he's the road, awful. he's a top 15 starting pitch. He has, he has 72, 72 innings When you put it together, he's somewhere in the middle. He's Wait, like a top 30 starting He has 72 innings pitch, 72 strikeouts, 13 walks, 1-1-1 one, one, one whip, and a 3-3-80. All right. How is that out of the top 50 pitchers? It's not what he said. He said oh, at home. When he's at home, oh, he's at outside home. the top 50 starting pitchers. And when he's on the road, he's a top 15 starting pitcher. Right. But combined, he's still a top 25 pitcher. Yeah, top 30, top 20. Yeah, okay. probably in that range. So, but, but that's what you, you got to hold the overall them. numbers, and I can't dispute not, you. The overall numbers not. are good, but we just laid it out right. so blatant, blatantly mm-hmm. that he sucks at home and is great on the road. I would still start him at home in the right situation. Yeah, against, like against, like against like a San Francisco, Miami. against yeah. San Diego, something like Obviously. that. Obviously. That's about it. But the, the rest of what you said is right. Yeah, you can't start him at home against the Dodgers. I will say this you know? his ex fib on the road is 3.02. His XFIP at home, 3.23. Which is very good. Yeah, but we always, we've said that for how long, Greg? Like, you're always going to have better underlying numbers as a pitcher in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Dude, it's the John Gray effect. Without question. It's John Gray. John Gray has good stuff. Like, dude, if you put John Gray because it's bad, on you know. the San Francisco Giants, like, that's something if I were the Giants, I would actually look into doing. Like, hey, I don't think the Rockies Rocky, are just going to get rid of You want Madison yeah. Bumgarner? <laughs> I'll give you Madison Bumgarner. Well, Gray, he's saying Gray. No, yeah, like, I would actually go into, like, I would get John Gray. Oh, okay. Like, if I was All the San Francisco Giants, I would it. say, I'll give you Bumgarner. You give me John Gray and Garrett Hampson. Yeah. Because, honestly, he's like a Or, like, Ryan McMahon. Or, like, a, a, a Rymel Tapia. Give me that and John Gray. I'll give you Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, because they have a lot of bats that they could, oh, well, oh, well Colorado does. Not San Francisco. San Francisco needs everything. They need everything. They don't have yeah. anything. Like, John Gray, listen, he'd have a, a 3.2 ERA probably on any other team. He's got a 4.73 right now. Like, in San Francisco, he'd probably be like a 3.5 ERA pitcher. Seriously. Maybe better. He's Maybe got better. the stuff. But, I mean, look, this I, comes with the territory of owning Herman Marquez. Like, he's really talented. His ex-fip is 3.66. 14 swinging strikes last night for Herman Marquez. Out of 104 pitch, like he's a he's a good pitcher, mm-hmm. but you just can't trust him at home. I mean, the swinging strike rate this year, the underlying numbers, all three again. What I like to look at: chase rate, first pitch strike percentage, 
swinging strike rate. Herman Marquez is great in all of those. He, he legit might be top 10 among starting pitchers in all three of those categories. Hmm. I'm actually going to pull it up right now because I'm, I'm intrigued by this. His swinging strike rate is 12th. His first pitch strike percentage as a starting pitcher is 9th. His mm-hmm. O swing, his chase rate, how often he gets opposing batters to chase pitches outside the strike zone, is 18th. So not quite top 10, but he's top 20 in three really important categories as a starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. Being able to establish the strike zone early in counts, getting swings and misses, and getting opposing batters to chase pitches. He's top 20 in all three of those. Mm-hmm. He's a, I'll go as far as to say that he is a really good starting pitcher. He's a deuce. Just shy of being a great starting pitcher. Uh, he's a really good starting pitcher. On a normal team, he's a deuce. But you can't start him for half of his starts. Because of this for Colorado. It's, it's, it's annoying, really. It is annoying. And Colorado I needs to move back there. I don't own him anywhere. They should change their whole stadium. That's what they should do. It's not even the stadium, dude. I know it's, it's not like, the stadium. It's but the air. environment. It's the air. Right. But you could, you could maybe deter that a little bit by, first of all, the gaps are too big. Make the dimensions a little smaller for the gaps. And then, you know, uh, push the, the fences back more. A little more. It might affect it. It might deter it a little bit. Make these pitchers at least, you know, show their true quality. Because Marquez is so much better than what he, what he is at home. Greg, next start at home in Coors Field. Herman Marquez against the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, I'll start him. Yeah. I'll start him there. Yes. Yes. So everything we just said means nothing. Well, this week. <laughs> this week it means nothing. <laughs> this week well, he started him anyway because it was two-start weeks. I asked Venture about a Rocky downstairs. I want to throw it to you. It's not a pitcher. It's David Dahl. Yeah. Because I start David Dahl, and this guy stinks. <laughs> I got really angry last night about David Dahl. And Venture, like, and Venture was like, listen, you the average the most- is good. The OVP is good. This guy does nothing. You want to hear the most frustrating team in baseball, Greg? I still want to talk baseball? about David Dahl. Rocky. I, have, I have David Dahl on a team. I have Daniel Murphy on this team. I have Spencer Turnbull. The I have Eduardo ball! Rodriguez. I just traded for Zach Wheeler. I have you, Darvish. This team that I have in my home league is the most frustrating yeah. fantasy team that I have ever Sloppy owned inconsistency. In yep. And over the weekend, Greg, I actually sent out a few offers. And I realized... I realize at the time of sending these offers that in a vacuum, I might be losing a little bit. And it's like outfielder for outfielder trade. So most fantasy owners are not going to want to do these trades. I realize that. Mm -hmm. But I offered him straight up for Nicholas Castellanos. And who? Dahl? Yeah. And the other fantasy owner said no. I don't see that as outlandish. They're about to me. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy that he said no. Yeah. No, yeah, like, I don't blame either. Like, they're similar players. Correct. What, similar yeah. I, like, I can make the argument for either. Some people might look at David Dahl and say, oh, I want exposure to Colorado. But he still sits out some games against left-handed pitching, and he strikes out a ton. Yeah. He's striking out an absurd amount this year. So, you wanted to ask me about David Dahl, Greg, what do you want to ask me? Like, what to do with him? Yes, what do I do? Hold. I mean, it's not to the same... Like, it's not like he's the... Hitter version of Chris Archer. I never said that. Yeah, because like the underlying numbers are still good. He's batting two eighty two eighty eight batting average, but he's got three homers, six percent walk rate, thirty four percent strikeout rate. He's hitting more ground balls this year. The fly ball rate has gone down eleven percentage. Only three homers. He is hitting more line drives, so that's why you still see the batting average as, as high as it is. His BABIP is 432, but 
a 31% line drive rate and being a player who plays half his game in, in Coors Field, you're going to have a high Babbitt. Right. The average is going to be I there. I don't, I've been trying to trade him, Greg. I've been trying to trade, even losing, even losing a trade. I've been trying to just trade David Dahl or Daniel Murphy for a player to play every day. I know. Because in a points league, I get so mad yeah. when my guys are sitting against left-handed pitching. They're not playing games at home in Coors Field when they're supposed to. I, li- I offered Daniel Murphy for Jonathan Villar in a points league. And Villar's not like a great points league player. But he's better than Dahl right now. Walk, but he plays every day. Yeah. So I offered it, said no. no. And I, I can't blame people. He play, yeah, he plays a better position too. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to trade them for similar players who at least play every day. To this point, I've been unsuccessful. And, and so, you, should, you shouldn't be surprised, though, because you're selling low, kind of. You're not selling high. You're selling low. But what do I do? Just ki- So what do you do when you're in this position? You hold you just it. keep losing games? Losing fantasy games? Well, you, you have it, guys on the bench. You, you know, bench them. And hold them. Daniel Murphy's on my bench. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, then. I mean, yeah. I think you just got... I think you got to hold or... You got to ride it out. I mean, you could do what I'm trying to do. Try and trade him for a player of... Similar value, who at least plays every day. Mm-hmm. But I've been un- unsuccessful. Yeah. So I think if you hold, you own David Dahl, based yeah. on his upside, you can't drop him. Yeah. When we come back, we'll talk about the Mets. We'll talk about Zach Eflin. We'll talk a lot more baseball here on Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631 In this league. Adam Gase reminds me of like, he's like Mr. Manhattan from from Watchmen because he can see everything. Those eyes are so big. He's like, (laughs) I can see all outcomes. I am the genius. He's Mr. Manhattan. He's the three-eyed raven. Yeah, sure. He's, yeah, a, he, he's trying to be three-eyed. By he's Bran. How, he's essentially Bran. Yeah, he's trying to be the three-eyed raven by how wide he opens his eyes, but he still only has two of those things. Yeah, so What are you doing, uh, Adam? He's like, I'm looking into the future. Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Don't you love, Frank, when friends stop by and then just criticize you the second they walk in? Oh, I love that. It's amazing. 
pick on the ones you love, right? Yeah, you do. It's, not, it's like some say, hey, how are you? And some say, this is wrong. Like your your camera shot isn't straight, your table's not straight, your Twitter's not updated, things like that. Yeah, I hate your shirt, Greg. Stupid pants. It's not the best. How are your pants looking today? My pants are normal. Where are my you normal? Look right? Where are my normal jeans today? Okay, yeah, Ferry's on though. Okay, yeah, yeah, me too. We we're, we're we're going boat shoes. Yeah, boat shoe power. We boat just shoe did. power. That just happened. BFF boat shoe power. Where's Chris, your boat shoes? Where are your boat Come shoes? Come on, man. Bro. My my boat shoes. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily own boat shoes. Not a boat shoe guy. Not huh? a boat shoe guy. Yeah, you don't really strike me. Right now, I'm wearing great patent leathers, Jordans. <laughs> so, can, we, can we get Chris's shoes on here, please? I like those, by the way. Those ha, are, those are actually Air nice. Jordan 11. Christina got them for me. Oh, there we go. There we go. That looks nice. You like yeah. that? Yeah. Can't get a good angle on it. It's like you don't know what to do with your leg. Like, it's just dangling. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I'm in what do you, a what do you, spot What do you want here. him to do? Yeah. So, we got boat shoes on this side. We got Jordans over there. And then in the corner are just people yelling at us. Yeah, we got people yelling at us. Well, we got to get Ventra a pair of boat shoes so he could fit in. Yeah, no, I was actually so I was looking at my uh, closet over this weekend. So we, I might want new boat shoes. Like I got these, I like these. I think I need another pair. I like your brown and pink ones. So I have those. I haven't worn those yet this year, <laughs> have I? Yeah, yeah, I just saw you wearing them the other. Oh, you're right. I did. I wore them. I wore them Monday. You're right. I got those two, and I got a red one. <laughs> well, I would argue you have too many boat shoes already. <laughs> I only Three? have one pair. Yeah, maybe I don't need them. I might have a pair. I don't think you do. You should probably buy those. I need new uh, sneakers when I need. You should buy those blinds that you wanted instead. No, the I ones need that keep the sun I, out. I need new sneakers. I feel like sneakers are just much more comfortable, you know? I like boat shoes. Oh, are make, they comfortable? Make, yeah, man. Yeah. You can wear them with no socks. That's the thing. The Is it comfortable solid. with or without socks? My feet too bad. Yeah, my feet sweat, so I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Still wear socks, bro? Yeah, my feet smell terrible. But you're not wearing just socks spray right some now. Stuff I am. Spray, oh, you are? spray some stuff in your boat. Really low. I tried that. It doesn't work. Before and after. I, I do. It doesn't work. Stinky feet Sussman. That's what we got going on over here. But you can't even tell me. Get, so- get those things away from me. <laughs> I'm wearing now socks. That I know that you have stinky I'm wearing feet. socks. You're fine. Get out of here, dude. He's wearing socks. I'm wearing what socks. Like the, the, uh, the small the no-show socks. socks? No shows, yeah. But don't they like fall underneath your heel? Not if you buy the good ones. Not if you buy the good ones. Some do. It's really frustrating. Very frustrating. You got to fix them all day. Yeah. But if you buy good ones, they're great. It's, it's true. Stinky feet out of here. Man. <laughs> not stinky. Wearing socks. Know, stinky Sussman. That's not very nice. <laughs> but it's true. Your feet sweat in those things if you don't wear socks. Greg, we have news. We have big news here. I hope you didn't go out and spend all your fab on Willie Calhoun. Oh, no. What, what now? Because he has landed on the injured list. And who has been recalled? Delino DeShield. My man. Hopefully it'll be better than Malik Smith. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a very tall order. To ask anybody. I mean, Malik hasn't really been doing much. Venture, Let's on. be honest. Let's <laughs> not do this right now. I picked them up because of you on the pit league. And All right, so <laughs> Malik Smith goes on the DL. No, he does not. No, he Willie does Calhoun not. <laughs> Willie the Calhoun. IL, Greg. They left quad strain. Can I drop oh, him? Oh, man, that sucks. Can I drop him? Do you have any IL spots? No. Did you spend a lot of money on him? Nope. Well, it always depends who it's for. I don't actually have any. It's harder to stash someone in a daily lineup league where you think of Tyler Malley. You need that spot. There you go. Uh, We'll drop Aaron Sanchez before you drop Willie Calhoun, Greg. You know my plan. Honestly, my plan. You know what? Honestly, I feel bad for Willie Calhoun, dude. Sucks. Like just when he comes up, he's starting to rake. (laughs) What you don't have? (laughs) What do you you have against Willie Calhoun? He's probably got way more money than I do. Uh, Well, he does. He does. He's playing the money. He's not making like great money. He's got the rookie contract. He's definitely got more money than we do. Yeah. He's making hundreds of yeah, them. I mean, yeah, he's probably got more money than all three of us combined. It's 
Yeah, he's probably really making like four hundred thousand a year or something, right? Not yet. Not yet. Like his signing bonus probably gave him yeah, yeah. enough. He got enough money <laughs> to get braces. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Braces? He's got the braces. He's got going. braces. That's right. Did, did you guys see Ronald Acuna was rocking the Wild Thing glasses the other night? No, you wrote that in the rundown. And he hit yeah. two home runs while wearing the Wild Thing glasses. So I was like, oh, dude, I was wear these every night. Wear the Wild Thing glasses. Like, maybe he can't see the ball. Maybe. He was wearing them because apparently in San Francisco, it was so windy right there on the water that it was affecting his vision. His so contract, by the way, Willie Calhoun, yeah. uh, making $555,000. Wow. More than us. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't feel bad for him. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's hurt. About, I feel bad about that. About five hundred, five hundred and thirty thousand more than we make, Greg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be I, nice. Last we'll, year, we'll just sit here and talk about Willie Calhoun. Last year, he made five hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. But he doesn't. Does he make that even if he's in the minors? Yeah, it's his contract. Man. Yeah, that's a rookie contract. It's you contract. Know. Okay. Well, yeah, he was a top prospect, so he's probably so got things that. Are, right. things are going but well. Other, other minor league, like Tim Tebow makes like nothing. Pump change. Yeah, I don't feel bad for Tim Tebow either. I don't feel Friday. bad for him either. But I'm just saying, other minor leaguers who are not really going to get a shot in the majors, they don't get paid a lot of money. Oh yeah, when you're a single A ball you player, you can't even live off. It's of miserable almost. Yeah, like you have to go in a bus and you're making like thirty thousand a year. Like it's like it's terrible. Yeah, you know, it's a rough road if you're not a top prospect. It is. It's a rough run. All right, so let's... Uh, I would try my best to hold on to Willie Calhoun, but... Okay. I understand. Like, it, it's, it's hard to stash all these injured guys right now. My thought is that maybe uh, I could replace him on the IL, Elvis Andres, when he comes off the IL. Which is soon. Yeah. By the way, my under not looking so great after the top of the first inning. Don't tell me, Monster. As the A's went up 2-0. Top of the first. Yeah. These are good for... Whew. Get a little cushion for Monta. All right, well, you know... Not many people are actually Frankie starting Montas, Jeffrey Rodriguez anyway. Frankie Montas has thrown two pitches and has allowed one hit. So things there are you going go. Frankie Montas. <laughs> all right, all right. He's going to be all right, Greg. <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay, let me get back into last night. I mentioned Zach Eflin. I want to get into Eflin here. Eflin faced off against the Chicago Cubs and pitched relatively well. Six innings, six hits, four walks isn't good. Only struck out two, but only allowed one run. Limited the damage, gave you the quality start. On the other side, Jose Quintana was fantastic. Quintana, six innings, two hits, three walks, struck out four, allowed no runs over his 100 pitches in six innings. Yeah, Jose Quintana really has turned back the clocks, Greg. It looks like he's back to being You liked the, it. You called this one. Chicago White Sox version of Jose Quintana. Not getting a ton of strikeouts, not getting a ton of swinging strikes, but... Limiting the damage, not walking that many guys. He's, he's cut down the walks from last year. That was a huge issue for him. So I would take this version of Jose Quintana. I know last year you know, he was being drafted as a top 20 starting pitcher because when he got traded to the Cubs originally in that second half, I guess it would have been in 2017 at this point, he was striking out a lot of guys, uh, but he was also walking a lot of guys. Uh, I'll take this version of Jose Quintana, which you know, he's just limiting the damage. He's a quality starting pitcher. And I think these two pitchers, Greg, are. I think that they're almost mirror images of each other, Greg, where they both don't get a lot of strikeouts. They do enough to limit damage. They're, you know, you, de- you depend on these guys for quality starts. But the underlying numbers for Zach Eflin, they're just not good. I, you know, I'm not going to try and paint a picture that's not there. It's 2.76 ERA. He's got a 4.02 FIP, a 4.67 XFIP. Um, his first pitch strike percentage is only 70%. So he's got good command. He doesn't walk many guys. He doesn't strike his out a lot. per nine or under two. Uh, but, yeah, he does 
allow 41% fly balls, and he pitches in Citizens Bank. So that's why you see the XFIP so much higher, because they're saying that more home runs are going to start to come. Given as many fly balls as he does, and he pitches to contact, and he pitches in Citizens Bank Park, that he's going to start giving up more home runs, and ultimately that's going to lead to a higher ERA. I still like Jose Quintana more than yes. I like Zach Eflin, yes. but I think that they're similar pitchers. Okay. Similar. Uh, if you're telling me Zach Eflin's Jose Quintana light, I'm okay with that. I really am. I, yeah. I, think, I think that's a fair comp. What do you think, Venture? Do you have any Eflin? You're all right with him? I don't have Eflin. Okay. Um, I'm all right with him because obviously he's doing well, but you know, I wouldn't you, I would take that a little bit with a grain of salt. Like you said, I think you know, worst days are coming. Quintana, I trust. Listen, Quintana was, wasn't himself last year on the, on the Cubs, but every single year before that was a good year. Even 2017, his ERA was 4.15, but you know, he had 188 innings pitch. He had 207 strikeouts, 170 hits again. Like he was quality. You know, he gave you quality innings. Uh, and he, that's what he's going to do. I don't think he, I, at the beginning of the season when he was getting rocked, I was worried a little bit that maybe his time has passed, but. He's clearly corrected that. Maybe the strikeouts aren't the same as they used to be, but he's still almost a K per, uh, per inning. So, you know, you're getting pretty much what you wanted out of Quintana right now, and, you know, he turned it around since the beginning of the season. I, I would absolutely take Quintana over Eflin. I trust him more, yeah. is what I would say. And the swinging strike rate for Jose Quintana, the highest it's ever been in his career. It's 10%. It's still not great. He's never a guy who's going to you know, get a ton Blow of swinging away, strikes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, I think his... 10% swinging strike rate could be could correlate with a you know eight, eight and a half Ks per nine. And the walks are down this year. He's got a 50.6% ground ball rate. So the few starts that I've watched from him, he's keeping the ball down, a lot of his pitches down, uh, and he's inducing a lot of ground balls, which has been really good for him. And the underlying numbers, he's got a 330 ERA, 373 FIP, 365 XFIP, 1.22 whip. Beautiful. Perfectly fine with that. You yeah. know, when we had uh Nick Pollock on, pitcherless, Greg. He called Jose Quintana a, a Toby. He did. Like the office. Yes. You know, he's kind of boring. <laughs> what does he bring to the table? Yeah. But this is fine. Boring like, is good. Don't try and do yeah. anything. Like, don't try and do too much, Jose Quintana. Same thing for Zach Eflin. If, if these guys are Tobies, if they're boring, that's fine. I don't want them to try and, you know, get, get outside their comfort zone. Last year, you know, maybe that's something he was trying to do, trying to, you know, induce too many strikeouts and ends up walking the world and clearly didn't have his command and, Fixed that over the second half of the season uh, with something mechanically. And, and that's why I was on Jose Quintana. Yeah. There was more of a track record of him being a quality pitcher venture than there was of him being not a quality Oh, absolutely. Pitcher. His career is really solid. If you look at his career numbers, they're absolutely solid. A 3.58 ERA for your career. Yeah. Beautiful. In this landscape you want of pitching, yeah. perfectly fine. I'll take that. Not to mention he's a lefty, which is hard to come by. Quality lefties that are consistent. And you know what? He's helped the Cubs. The Cubs are in first place at 28 and 18. So him turning around from his, you know, really bad start earlier in the season has helped the Cubs. And the Cubs themselves, a lot of them have turned it around. Maybe even Darvish is starting to turn it around. Maybe not. Let's hope so. Oh, yeah. It's you. Yeah, it is me. It's It's two solid starts in a row. So I don't know. What I would say, don't hold your breath, Ben. With Darvish, yeah. Don't hold your breath. (laughs) But Hamels has been, uh, you know. Consistent. No, when you mentioned the Cubs were in first place, I realized that I very rarely look at standings. Yeah. Like, I, I just look at like fantasy numbers. And stuff. I, know, I know. I don't even Frank, know. I had no idea what's going on in baseball. <laughs> in the actual. Well, I, I, Greg, I don't know anything that's going on with anything. 
So let's just be <laughs> honest there. Like, I don't know anything that's going on with anything. You know the players. I, I, yeah, I know like uh, you know fantasy numbers and stuff and <laughs> how players are performing. But like, but it's crazy that the Cubs are in first, right? I didn't know that the the Dodgers, Astros, and Twins all have the best records in baseball. Did you know who's in last in the AL West? Um, the team that started the best. <laughs> wow. Seattle Mariners. Oh, it's been uh, quite the fall from grace for the Seattle Mariners. Huh, Grady? That's sure a has. big fall. That's bad. You know, we talk about the Royals and like how fun their offense is. They're terrible. They're 16 and 31. And yeah, they have no pitching. Not good. No, Frank. They're awful. Baltimore, 15 and 33. Greg. I, we can talk about that. We can talk about that right now. Because <laughs> New I Orleans, wa- 14 and 31. Dude, I watch, I watch Baltimore this week because they're facing the Yankees. Yeah. This they're so joke. bad. Yeah. It's a joke. How we got swept by them early in the season, I don't know. Well, the Yankees weren't in the right mind at the time. Yeah. But, like, that team's a joke. <laughs> They're the worst. David Hale pitched four innings yesterday for the Yankees. One I, I think, oh, David Hale. Yes. They were talking about the Orioles. But I think That's the David Orioles pitcher is David Hess. That's David Hess. Hess. Yeah. You know, David, insert last name, it starts with an H and his four level, uh, letters. Yes. He led nine runs yesterday for the Yankees. <laughs> nine runs. What do you expect, Greg? Including two bombs by Clint Frazier. This is what oh, we spoke yeah. about yesterday, Clint. man. It's getting right. All the Yankees home runs come against the Orioles. Glaber, I believe like 10 of Gary Sanchez's home Dude, runs. Yeah. What do you think the over-under in these games is going to be this weekend? It's the Rockies against the Orioles in Coors Field. It's going to be like 11 and a half. Yeah. And rightfully so. Well, What's going to happen in those games, Venture? The Orioles Bombs might away. not score. Bombs away. You know who much? did hit a home run yesterday? Someone I picked up in the main event. My guy, Stevie Wilkerson, Greggy. Uh, hit a home run. I picked him up in the main event. Is he, and I started him, and he hit a three-run bomb. Is he related to Brad Wilkerson, ex-player? I can't Washington tell Nationals you. outfielder? I know who Brad I Wilkerson I can't is. tell you, yeah. Andrew. I'll let's find out. But Steve be, Wilkerson. But, you know, just talking about the like Yankees it, right? for yeah. a second here. Clint Frazier, He's Greg. not. He's not. We needed, we needed this. We needed this from Clint Frazier. I mean, the Yankees needed this from him. Fantasy owners needed to see this from him. So did the scouts that were there, by the way. San Francisco Giants scouts were in attendance for this game, as were really? the Detroit Tiger scouts. What are the Tiger scouts? Maybe the Bulls available. <laughs> no, but really, like, what do, what do the, what do the Tigers have it to It wasn't actually the Tigers, I'm sorry. It was the Pirates. Okay. Oh, no. Pirates. Oh, no. They're ready to... Oh, no. Chris Archer will not be in pinch rice. I'll tell you that right now, Greg. Uh, who do they? Uh, wait, 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 wait. That's all they got. So the Pirates, who were the? I'll tell you what. They weren't scouting any of the Orioles players. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> uh, all they got. Who else would be available for the, for the Yankees, I guess? Joe Musgrove? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Joe in pinstripes? He'd get bombed in pinstripes. Oh, stop. He'd get bombed Entry. in the AL East. Stop it. He's in a good area now <laughs> to pitch. <laughs> he pitches the contact. <laughs> All right. You know, originally in the year, Greg, I said I, I wanted the Yankees to target Jameson Tyone. I mean, given any, everything that's going on with him, don't really want that anymore. Well, he's on the IL. I don't really know that there's anyone else on the, on the Pirates that I would want the Yankees to use. But I guess you can fleece them, right? Because uh, the Tampa Bay Rays certainly did. Yeah. They got glass now, and they got Maybe Austin Maybe we Meadows. could get... And more. What a and trade. And more. What a trade for the Tampa Bay Rays, man. Maybe we get Josh Bell. No, nah, they wouldn't do that. Maybe they would. Bumgarner and pinstripes, Craigie? What ah. do you think? I don't really want to do that. You don't want that? No. Hey, Bummy's pitching well this year, Greggy. That's not a bad uh, four or five starter. Bumgarner? What are you going to give I mean, up they for would be, They would be depending on him to be like their two or three. 
I don't know. You'd, you'd probably have to Literally, give up. you'd have to give up Clint Frazier. Yeah. I saw. Can you do that one for one? There was like a, a Bleacher Report article. Can they you always do, do these. Putting together the best trade packages for, for Madison Bumgarner. And can they had the Yankees giving up Chance Adams and Esteban Florio. Can you do one for one? Clint Frazier for... Madison Bumgarner. I don't think you I can. don't think that the Giants would do that. Yeah. Okay. They have so many holes. Like, I would just rather take shots on... Give me, like, three... Prospects. Give me one really good prospect and give me two, like, lower level. I just need to take shots. Yeah. Because the Giants have to rebuild their farm system. It's right. so bad. Would you give up Esteban Florial, Greg, to get Bumgarner? Yes. I don't think I would want the Yankees to give up Florial. I don't, but I get, no, I don't I get that you have to give something to get something. Yeah. I don't really want it. I mean, no one's untouchable. If you're Madison Bumgarner, I got to look more into Bummy. So, again, the Bleach yeah. Report trade was Florial and Chance Adams. And like another lower level prospect for Oh, Bumble. so I'm not getting a Frazier in that deal. No, you're not. Oh, that'll be cool with Chance that. Yeah, Adams yeah, and yeah, like yeah. another prospect sure. for Bummy. Well, who's the other prospects? Those, those are like, it, it was like a lower level. It's not like Debbie Garcia or anything. No. Like that. All right. Yeah, sure. You would do that? Yeah. Are you surprised that Chance Adams hasn't had uh, been given more of an opportunity, Greg? No. At the major league level? No. Okay. Not. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll see what happens with Clint Frazier. Obviously, in a really good spot with the Yankees, but if he were to go to San Francisco, oh my God. There, there's a good chance that he gets traded. Obviously, he's a huge piece. Yeah. And the Yankees, you know, when everything's going right, they do have a lot of outfielders. They have Hicks. They have Stanton. Frankie have got out of it. Aaron Judge. So, we need to see this from Clint Frazier. There's a chance that he gets traded, but looks like he's uh, starting to turn it around again, Greg. Let's take a break. Stanton got hurt. We got to talk about that, too. Yeah, let's talk about Stanton. Let's talk about the Mets, too. Yeah, we'll do that next Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Make it rain. You have no LeBron. You have the start times. That's another. But don't get it twisted. If the Eastern Conference Finals wasn't Milwaukee and Toronto, and instead was like Philly and Boston or New York or another major market, that would be okay. Think about this. Three of the four Conference Finals teams represent Milwaukee, Portland, and Toronto aren't exactly huge media markets, so I think that contributes as well. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. No matter what happens in this series from here on out, as uh, as a Raptor fan, I'm proud of the team. They've shown a ton of heart. I wish Danny Green would make a freaking shot. I wish Van Fleet would be playing better. But when it's all said and done, man, these guys are giving it their all. They're laying it on the line. And you know what? There's only three teams left playing basketball right now in the league, guys. The Toronto Raptors are one of them. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
Uh, this is updated. That's shocking. It's all right, cool. You got Greggy. Like, I saw emails. I hadn't gotten an email in a while. I'm like, this. I feel like my emails are not updated, you know? But it is. And so, no one's emailing you. You should be happy about that. I'm you know? freaking thrilled, dude. Do you want two risk free Raiders up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID. And you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, you bet the Patriots minus three, they cover the spread by seven, you'll receive it seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. You mentioned Giancarlo Stanton. What's up with him, Frank? That is a fabulous question, Greg. And he was originally in the lineup yesterday for the single A or high A club, whatever he's been rehabbing with. And then when the lineup came out later on, he was scratched. And it's because he's dealing with calf tightness, um, which has also somehow morphed into something with his knee because he got hit by a pitch, Greg, during batting practice. Are you kidding me? I mean, for somebody who's built like Hercules, Greg, I mean, this guy is so goddamn fragile. How can you be so brittle? You're built like Hercules. You get hit by a batting practice pitch on your calf, and now you're dealing with a calf and a knee. Yeah, but you ever hear the old saying, the bigger they are, the harder they fall? (laughs) It's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's what it is, man. Is it, Greg, is he ever coming back? <laughs> I don't know, man. Is he going to be in the lineup tonight? That's the first question. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Good thing uh, you well, traded we wait him. And see. I don't think anyone has the answer right now. It would just be pure speculation. But He probably wouldn't even hit if he was back anyway for like a good month. Correct. If he was dealing with a shoulder injury. Well, to be fair, like the first at bat he saw in rehab, he hit a bomb. It was a single A, though. like pitching. Yeah, yeah, so. Single A. But, you know, he bad. does <laughs> have... Like, normally his home runs are 450 feet, so... It turns out like he's only hitting the ball like 400 feet. Probably still going to go out, right? (laughs) He does have otherworldly power. But he'll probably K a ton. Look, if I'm a Stanton owner, which I traded him in one league for Zach Wheeler, and I don't regret trading him. um, Nope. I'm I'm going to hold on here. You've waited this long. I think that's what it comes down to. You've waited this long. He's rehabbing. Unless it turns out now he's shut down for another two weeks because of a calf. Um, more often than not, you're not going to get fair value for him. Like if you if you need pitching, if you need to win now, and you keep sliding down the standings, right? I understand shopping him, but you've waited this long. I'd I'd probably try and hold on venture. Yeah, I mean, what else can you do? With it? You can't drop him. You can't. You know, you're only going to trade him if you need pitching. But he does have name value, and he plays for the Yankees. So I was still able to get Zach Wheeler for him. Yes, yeah. I was actually kind of surprised. Well, because he's coming back, because he came back soon yeah. after. That's why. So the the person I was trying to trade with said I needed to see a timetable for him first right. before I trade you Wheeler, or I need to see like a rehab. So mm-hmm. once that was announced over the weekend, we were able to make the trade happen. And I think you did the right thing because if you wait too long now, like, let's say he, it does say, oh wow, he's going to be out for another you know two or three weeks or a month. It's like now his value just plummeted again, and now you can't get a Zach Wheeler for him. And we spoke about that a few weeks ago. I said we were at a crossroad where yeah. You can trade Stanton now based off his trade value and just get something, or he could be shut down for even longer, mm-hmm. and then that hurts his value. So we, we kind of addressed that a few weeks ago. And his value is just going down anyway because he, all these different injuries are coming up. Yeah, now he's got a calf fragile, and a knee and yeah, a yeah. shoulder yeah. and a bicep, and it's, it's okay. Like, like, 
We're holding this guy together with scotch tape. Right. So who wants that on their team? A glass, a glass player. Nobody wants well, it. Well, so the guy I traded with was <laughs> six and one in my league, so he can afford to wait. I, I was, you know, right. I was three and four, so I got, I, I had to make a move. Yes. Now I'm about to be three. It was and the five right and move. Crushed. Oh well. well. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. Stanton would have helped. Who wouldn't have helped you anyway? So. It's not your fault, Greg. Let's go back to it's David Dahl's fault. It's Daniel sure Murphy's is. fault. Let's go back to the Metropolitans who defeated the Nats again last Sick. night, beating him six to five. Peter Alonzo again, Frank, a four hundred foot bomb to tie the game in the bottom of the eighth inning. It was Alonzo's sixteenth home run of the season. Guys, just absolutely ridiculous, Monster. Greg. And you know they're actually doing second chance drafts this weekend on the NFBC that you can jump in if if you want to get into like. If you're in 13, 14, 15 place in your Roto League and you want to play a league out from June 1st on, they're doing drafts this weekend, actually. Eventually. I like that. So Memorial Day that. drafts that play out from June 1st on. And Rob Silver brought this up on Twitter. Where do you think Pete Alonso is going to go? Because I think he's like second a really round. interesting player. Second in round, 15-team draft. And he had a poll. I think there was like... Third and fourth round was an option. I think that's what I clicked on. I would have said third and fourth. Third was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. But, I mean, deservedly so. Everything yeah. he's doing right now. Absolutely. Like, the batting average has come down a little bit. But, but that's the power fine. is 100% legit. Right. This is what you expected anyway. 260? Like, I'll take 260 with that power. My rookie of the year, Pete Alonso. Yeah. Looking pretty good, Greg. You know, I Feeling chose... Good, yeah. What did I choose? I, I chose Paddock. Oh, Paddock is still... I went with some of the chalk. Paddock's still playing I well, I also too. picked Paddock, I think, right? I did, I think. And, you know, both guys, hey... We just had Paddock versus Alonzo, what was it, last week, two weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, that might be foreshadowing of what's to come for Our the rookie, rookie of the year. year. See Absolutely. What, yeah. See what goes on there. Zach Wheeler in this one went seven innings, allowed three runs, walked two, struck out six, four hits. Uh, the big bombs allowed by Zach Wheeler, a home run to Juan Soto in the first. It was a solo shot. That was a bomb, by the way. And then in the seventh inning, a two-run shot by Brian Dozier, also a bomb. Yeah, so I referenced this early on. I thought Mickey Calloway was just trying to get a little bit too cute. Zach Wheeler was at 99 pitches through six. I get starting him off that inning, but once someone reached, I probably would have pulled him. And with Zach Wheeler, like this is someone who typically struggles with the Nationals, and I just thought that they were trying to get a little bit too cute, Greg, and they push him you know, close to that 120-pitch threshold. And you know, he still pitched well. Yeah, I needed to see this from him. Seven innings, three earned runs, six... Strikeouts gives you the quality start. He solid start. Also had eleven swinging strikes on one hundred and eighteen pitches. So uh, the Nationals are, are a good team. They don't strike out all that much. So I thought it was it was a good bounce back here for Zach Wheeler, who's been getting bombed against the Nationals over so and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to throw out J.D. Davis, Greg. Sure, he's a name that you know everyone's talking about stashing prospects. If we're stashing, if you play in a deeper league and you have the ability to stash a hitter who, if you were given everyday playing time, would be awesome, Mm -hmm. I think J.D. Davis is on the top of that list, Greg. His stat cast numbers this year are phenomenal. He's got a 283 batting average, but an expected batting average of 320. Average exit velocity, 91.1 miles per hour. Pretty high OBP. 48% hard hit rate. Um, he's played very limited time this year, 39 games, and still has five home runs. If they were able to just pull the cord on Todd Frazier and give J.D. Davis everyday playing time, Greg, I, I think this is a guy that can make some noise. But they have to pull that plug on Frazier. Yeah. And, or, or one of their outfielders, because he could play a corner outfield position. And Brandon Nimmo got hurt last night, right? 
Nimmo got hurt last night, I thought. And Frazier stinks. I mean, it's come been on. Like, stiff neck that he had back in April. He said it never properly healed. Um, that's bad. So there that's you, annoying. Oh, just like him. Just like the Mets thing. You don't like yeah. me. So you, they don't, had, you don't like Nimmo? They had McNeil yesterday in left field and Juan Lagares in center and Carlos Gomez in right field. Oh, man. Why don't we like J.D. Davis play every day well, in right field? He's awful. He's an awful of, fielder. Well, what have the Mets ever cared about defense, Greg? I don't know. And, wait, wait. <laughs> but Todd Frazier. Why don't you just put your best lineup together? Todd Frazier's awful. He shouldn't be starting. He bats fifth for the New York Mets. You made us pick him That's up. That's terrible, Todd Frazier. Like, he can't play. Why, <laughs> why'd you pick up Frazier? He's horrible. He's I, been I horrible. Never happened. No yeah, proof. For years. No proof. I, yeah, there is proof. Martino, we just match. heard you chime in a little bit on, on Brandon Nimmo. Do you think, as a Mets fan, that J.D. Davis should have an opportunity to play every single day? Because I think that he's earned that opportunity. He 100% has, especially with the limited playing time, the fact that he's still producing like this. Because you know how hitters are. They need to get in a rhythm. Consistency. Play. Yeah. Exactly. And the fact that he's still producing after all this time, like I don't know what else they need to see. Brody Van Wagnen said in, in the offseason when he took the job that they're going to get their 25 best guys and play their best guys. But that hasn't been the case. Nemo's been terrible. I mean, Frazier is awful as well. I just... I mean, J.D. Davis should be the everyday third baseman. Yeah. They, there's no excuse for it. Mm-hmm. Third baseman or right field. Like, Carlos anywhere, Gomez. Anywhere. I know, Come but on, man. He, if he's bad at defense, you don't want him playing right field. I mean, even third base, he, you might be able to get away with it. Because the bat is that good. Frazier's just so bad, he can't be starting. He's such a bad bat. Dude, the Braves had Austin Riley play like five games in the outfield in the minors, and he's playing every day in the outfield. <laughs> You're telling me the Mets who have never cared about defense, can't let J.D. Davis play in right field they instead of Carlos play, Gomez? They used to play Lucas Duda in left field when he came up. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't understand why he can't put J.D. Davis there. It makes no sense. <laughs> They're playing Carlos Gomez. I'd rather, Let's go, Mets! Quite honestly, I'd rather start Carlos Gomez than Todd Frazier. The reason uh, Frank and I gave ourselves... Pick your poison. The reason yeah. Frank and I gave ourselves a high five a moment ago. I, yeah. I don't even know why. Oh. Keston here and went boom. Oh, let's go! Keston Hiera. Your boy, Keston Hiera. Well, and you know what? I really wanted Willie Calhoun over the weekend. And we were both kind of disappointed that we ended we up were. with Hiera over we uh, Willie Calhoun. Not disappointed anymore. Certainly not today. Keston I don't believe. Hiera. You don't, don't believe, believe Keston Hiera? No. Why? Oh, I'm not a Keston Hiera guy. Why? Dude, I saw people do like, see the, the side-by-side with his, with his batting stance and Mike Trout's. Oh, Stop. Well, I mean, look, if, it, if there's anyone that you're going to try and model your offensive game yeah, after, of course, why wouldn't but, you do it after Mike Trout? It doesn't mean that he's Mike Trout, that, but, I mean, there are similarities in the swing. I could see that, but he's not going to obviously be that guy. Why are you raining on Kesson Hira's parade venture? Come on. I don't know. I'm Batting not, 310. He's just hit his second homer. I feel like he's not going to be, he's going to be a good baseball player, but not a good fantasy player. And, and he's going to be one of those guys. It was off of Luis Castillo. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Like, he'll hit, for, he'll hit for a good average. He'll do everything above average, but nothing extremely well. Like, he'll hit 13 homers. He'll hit, you know, he'll steal maybe 10 bags and You're talking about 290. Yeah. I mean, that might, he might be able to do that this year. I agree. I'm kind of expecting that this year. You're expecting that I this think, year? I think 13 miles? Sure. I think in his prime venture, he, he might be a 300 hitter okay. with, let's say, let's say close, like a 2020 player. Like a 300 hitter? I don't know that he's still I don't 20 know if bases. He's, yeah. Well, maybe like 20, 20 to 25 homers. Fine. Maybe grows into the power a little bit. Maybe. And like 15 stolen bases. That's fine. I say 20. I think that, I, 20 homers, 15 stolen bases is his max to me. 
Max. Why do you say that? Just because he's a smaller dude? Jose Altuve is a small dude. I know, obviously, power grows. And I say this all the time, and I believe in those guys where the power grows within the guy as he gets older. But I just don't see this guy being that type of hitter his whole career. And I hate to say it, but like hitters that come from Asia usually and play a lot, a lot of their career in Asia don't tend to swing for fences. They tend to swing for contact. They tend to try. Like Ichiro that's always hit for contact. It's just Ichiro. Hideki Matsui swung for the fences. Well, Hideki Matsui, honestly, that's like the only one. American. Well, I mean, he's of Asian descent. But he's American. He hasn't played that long in the minors. He was, he went to, he's Californian. I mean, but he's still an Asian player. He's an Asian he might have went down a rabbit hole here, Ventra. Yeah, Maybe. So he's half, I mean, he's half Chinese, half Japanese, but like he's not, like right. he didn't play Japanese baseball. So he didn't yeah. play like in he Asia. Went to, no, he's American. He went to UC Irvine. Like college basketball and you're in California. He was born in California. But I don't care. I, I just don't think that this is that type of player. Like, it doesn't matter that he didn't play in Asia. But he's not going to... I'm not doing this. I don't think he's going to be that type of player. I think he's going to be a... Tw- uh-uh. Like, I'm max 20 home runs, 15 stolen bases. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm saying. Right. 20 home runs, 15 stolen bases. Max, not this year either. So I wouldn't be on him this year. Yeah, look, uh, look. these prospects can go multiple directions. It's, it's very hard to predict. I believe he can hit for average. Or any prospect. I also uh, don't let think... Alone Hira. I also don't think he's going to have a super high OBP in terms of walking. I don't think he's going to walk a ton. I mean, well, he was a 316 hitter in the minors in his career. Yeah, he hits for average. OBP. Right. Pretty good. 380 OBP compared to 316. Total, I mean, yeah. His OBP had, is 65 points higher than his batting average. I mean, so in 2018, he played 123 games and only walked 36 times. That's not terrible, but it's not great. It's okay. 36 yeah, walks so, and 123. Yeah, his games. walk rates have ranged from 6.1% to 10.2% in mm-hmm. the minors. So if he settles in somewhere like a 7-8% walk rate, that's fine. I mean, so far he's only 3% walk rate in the majors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I, I see it yet. I need more time. I need to let him. He needs to grow on me, All right, that's if fine. anything. Hey, you don't have to love everything. Like, I'm not going to pick him up now, you know? 15 teamers maybe for the average in a roto. Get a couple steals here and there. What? I like Hira. Same! <laughs> 15 teamers, maybe? We don't maybe? all have to agree on the same, but, but on the same 15 player. 15 teamers, maybe? I, I well, 15 be teamers, in, yes, I think should be fine. owned in all leagues. Same. 12 team leagues, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh. The upside, man. Dude, he's I, I, batting 15. Not in a points league. Yes! The Milwaukee Brewers. He's batting 15 for the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't think you realize how good this guy is. That's a good I, I, I know what he's done. He batted 330 with 11 homers in, tw- in 35 games in the minors this year. And he, and he bats in Miller Park. That's his home park. So 23, that is good. 23 runs scored. He's, OB, he's over 400 in the minors this year. Well, but he hasn't really. That's a small sample size. Okay, the year before, he batted 270 right. in, in double A with, right. with uh, six homers, 11 stolen bases. Earlier in the year, he had seven more home runs and four stolen bases. He went 13-15 in the minor league season last year. 2018. Yeah, he had 13 homers, 15 stolen bases, right? 11 caught stealing, 290. Like, I just... You know? He's 21 years old, though. Yeah, 21 years old, but there's some minors also. You know, usually, first of all, you play less games. But you don't necessarily translate minor league numbers to major league numbers right away, first of all. That's why it's impossible to yeah. project prospects. Right. Lindor was regarded as a defensive, de- defense first player. Mm, yeah. 
And look what he developed into. Well, nobody thought he was going to be a 35 home run hitter. He had a ton hitter. of speed in the minors. Yeah, he did. So they knew he was going to stole his bases. nobody thought he was going to be a 35 home run hitter in the majors. Right. Nobody. The, the power is the hardest thing to figure out because yeah. in the minors, a guy is just younger. He, doesn't, he hasn't filled out yet. So maybe he, that's the thing maybe he could develop on. But 15 stolen bases, 11 court stealing isn't very good either. No, no. You, don't, you want to see better efficiency than that right. at the minor league level. So maybe I was a little ambitious with the stolen base. Maybe he's more of like a 10 stolen base guy. But I think he's someone that could hit for... Good batting average. Yes. And maybe That's why I like him in Roto more than I do maybe points leagues. I don't know if he'll, he'll give you the points you want in points league. Right now, he's only averaging 2.4 in a points league. Yeah, he just came up. So, obviously, you know, that could go up. But I don't think he'll be more than a 3.3 guy or 3.2. Uh, Greggy, Frankie Montas in a little bit of trouble here. Is no. he in? Uh, second and third with Frankie Lindor at the dish. That's not like issue. Full count, two outs. The runners will be on the run, Greggy. No, they will not be. It's second and third. All oh, right, you're right. <laughs> Send them anyway. They're on the run. <laughs> Frankie's struggling here uh, a little bit. So is my, my Frankie under versus Frankie. Game. So is my under in this game. That's also an issue. Three zip. Jeffrey uh, Rodriguez not getting the job it done. It might right. be more in a moment. It might be. Right. All right. We're not going to find out. You will know by the time you listen. I this. just want the quality start. Of course. Montas. That's the under for those. Not looking good. It. He's already at 39 pitches. Frank, your fantasy best bet forever. Uh, I like Martin Perez tonight and the Twins' money line. I also like parlaying together the Astros to win and the Braves' money line as well. Braves-Giants under 7.5 for Chris, Frank, and I am Greg. Have a great night. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We We hope. hope.